Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran? You got to put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and, and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there, and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh. That's a problem for a cereal, and oh, I, I, I think. Problem. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. I still, I just love that Ryan Poles quote. Imagine the Bills, like, well, if we were to trade Josh Allen, we'd like to do it this way. You know, just even you know, actually what's a better point than how you, you, you sort of show your hand by taking the question, which is fine. I mean, if you're just being honest, probably. But it's like if we decide to draft a quarterback, we want to trade fields by free agency, which is like in two weeks. Teams do what constantly with respect to the draft? They tell you how they don't know yet. All the way to the day of, they'll tell you mm-hmm. that they don't know yet. It's still, and then Adam Schefter is right there at nine in the morning. The Bears are still undecided every <laughs> year, right? Every year, but here is the GM of the Bears really taking on the question of, well, if we decide to pick a quarterback, I guess it'll be by March tenth. <laughs> we'll decide by March tenth because trading fields earlier is the top priority. Mm. Love it. Um, welcome they back. Will, yes, they will. They will probably in the interim here, um, or maybe even if they make the fields trade, they'll they'll play around with, you know. Well, we knew we we, we certainly were comfortable with any of the three. <laughs> That's right. That's that'll be next. That's like, right. We're comfortable with the we're comfortable with the quarterbacks. We with, we feel like we can find our next quarterback uh, in this draft with where we're picking. But we, you know, we haven't identified who that's going to be yet. If they trade Fields on March 10th, will they shoot down any speculation of drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. after trading their quarterback away? <laughs> Will Graves is with us on the Wester Hotline. Glad to have Will back. Writes sports in Pittsburgh for the AP. Hi, Will. Hey, guys. So, quarterback, I mean, the, the Steelers are at or near the top of the list of teams where there could or will be drama uh, here this year. What do you think they will do? What do you think they should do? Um, I think they're going to give, you know, can pick it another chance. I think they're going to bring in a vet. I think they're going to try to see if they can re-sign Mason Rudolph. And I, I think Mason's going to come back, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, he believes that the leash is going to be pretty short if Kenny gets off to, you know, and if he doesn't develop the way they want under, you know, new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. 
you know, there's a lot of chatter about trading for Fields or signing Russell Wilson or signing Ryan Tannehill. Or, and I just, I mean, you know, you have to look at the way they've done business for a long time. They put a lot of stock in their ability to evaluate people. They love, love, love their first-round picks unless the situation becomes untenable, uh, for example, like the way it did with, uh, with Devin Bush, you know, who got hurt in the middle of his second year and was never the same, and they didn't exercise the fourth-year option. Uh, you know, this is a guy they put a lot of stock in. I mean, they reached for him to, at 20 in the drafts. They probably could have gotten him in the second round. Um, Mike Tomlin admitted it's a huge year for him. I think this they're going to ride with Kenny, and I think there's a chance that, you know, they they bring in a Tannehill who has some familiarity with Arthur Smith's system because it worked well for him when they were in uh, Tennessee together. But, like, this whole trading for Fields thing, I, I just – the Bears – let's say the Bears are at least going to want a number two, right? Let, let's just say that's probably what they should want, right? And if you're the Steelers and you've got holes in other areas and you expect, as Kevin Colbert is not the GM anymore, but as he said, I think, and I truly believe this is the Steelers' philosophy and probably the philosophy for a lot of teams, I think right before he left, he said, we expect guys that we draft in the first three rounds to be NFL starters. And, it, you know, the idea that they're going to part with a second-round pick and then have to exercise, make a decision on Justin Fields' cap hit for his fifth-year option – while having Kenny Pickett be the guy makes just no sense. It makes no sense to me at all. It goes against everything that they do as a business. So uh, it, it just it would be very, very, very unstealer-like. I think they are committed to Kenny Pickett. And look, I mean, for all of the warts that we see in terms of you know numbers and data, I mean, his, his record as a starter is fourteen and ten. You know, I mean, now the problem is, is he good enough to leapfrog teams that have Josh Allen? teams that have Joe Burrow, teams that have Lamar Jackson, teams that have Patrick Mahomes. You know, that's a rough ask, but I don't know if there's anybody that's out there that you could get and say, this is the guy that's going to get them up to that level. Like, they, there just isn't. any. There isn't anybody on the market, I think, that makes them elite. So you might as well give it another shot with eight and then kind of see where you are going into 25. Yeah, see, it's funny. This your perspective on this is is great to hear because we heard about this last week, and I just reiterated this to Mike as we were getting ready uh, to take our last break before you joined us, Will. And I, I, I'm thinking this is all just smokescreen, because of course they have to do something else. They can't just keep going like this, recognizing that they were in the playoffs. I, I wonder, like, do you think it's time for them to change the way they do things? Because the part of the question Mike asked was, what do you think they're going to do? What do you think they should do? Um, do you agree with their approach that you just laid out? I, well, I think that they are, you know, they, like, you know, obviously Omar Khan, he's been in the organization 20-plus years, but now he's entering year three as a GM. You know, they brought in Andy Weidel, a local guy but who, who helped build a roster that won the Eagles the Super Bowl. Um, in last year as the assistant GM, this will be his you know second go round with the club in the off season. So I mean, I do think, that, and they they have done some things that make you go, oh, okay, they're acting a little more aggressively um, to adjust to sort of the changing NFL landscape. But I think quarterback is such, you know, an important position, and you know there there's a lot of ego. Look, there's still a lot of ego involved, and for them to admit, for Mike Tomlin to admit that he got it wrong with Kenny Pickett after two seasons where he didn't play so poorly that he, you know, like that he, that he played himself out of a job, right? Like he didn't, if Mason Rudolph doesn't play well when he, when he comes in, 
they go right back to Kenny Pickett before that Seattle game. Okay, so I mean, it would, that what happened there was more circumstantial than an indictment on mm-hmm. Pickett's performance. So I, I just think that it's two years, and with a number one pick. I mean, you saw what the Falcons did, right? They got Desmond Ritter in what the fourth round, third or fourth round, and he's basically played himself out of a job in two years. But it's a third round pick, so who cares, right? I just think that there's 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 so much more signed in terms of responsibility, in terms of perception when it comes to a first-round guy, that it just makes it really hard for me to see them voluntarily moving off of him. Will Graves with us here on WGR, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. I want to ask you a question that I admit here, this could be a bad idea. When I'm on in other cities, I really sometimes don't like this question, and that's to ask you to speak for the fans, right? Because I'll get that question, I'll be like, I don't know what every, not everybody's going to agree with this. The, the Steelers just will seem to be Super interesting for how there could be a really wide range when it comes to Tomlin, the organization. Like, a lot of teams would look up to the Steelers' last eight years, right? Because they've not had a losing record and they've been to the playoffs numerous times. Just haven't won a postseason game in eight years. So, you know, I think maybe that's sort of like a sidecar to all this is the perception of the Steelers. And I don't know, am I right in thinking that there's just – there's all kinds of different opinions on oh, yeah. who they are, yeah, what yeah. they should do. Right. I mean, I, I think that, you know, you know, if you listen to Twitter, Mike Tomlin's the worst coach of all time. Um, you know, Steeler, if you listen to Steelers Twitter, they would happy, they would happy, happily have a uh, regime change. But, you know, I always look at it like, and I don't know if I've mentioned this when I've been on before, but I grew up in D.C. in the 80s, right? And I rooted for the football team and, they won three Super Bowls before I graduated high school, and it's literally like 90% of the reason I do what I do for a living is because of, of being in that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as a fan, as a young fan, growing up and, and, and being enthralled with, oh, my God, how great would it be to cover this great NFL team? And they've been terrible since, right? I mean, I'm going to be 50 this summer. They've been terrible for 30 years. And the Steelers, my, you know, I always look at it like, man, God, they, they never – tank they never they they, you know looked like wobbly it looked wobbly you know you know in 22 it looked wobbly at times this year there was that you want to talk about smoke screen the all the stuff with tomlin and whether he was leaving and whatever i mean like that is just like the price cost of doing business that is guys that cover the league that are that are doing solids for agents because they're trying to because mike t's guys are trying to negotiate him a new deal the idea that that guy and having been around him now for, for 12 seasons and seeing him, you know, four or five days a week, the idea for, for six months at a time, the idea that he was burned out and is, 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 um, is, is ready to make a change is idiotic. Okay. Like, but then it became a thing. And then poor Brooke Pryor from the ESPN, a good friend of mine asked him after that Bills game, mm-hmm. after, after the Bills beat him in the playoffs about his future. And he stormed out, which was totally calculated. You know, and then he comes out a few days later and he goes, oh, I okay, maybe I overreacted. I mean, come on. It's all a show. It's all, it's all showbiz. So it's a, it's a fascinating <laughs> team to cover uh, professionally. From the fan standpoint, I think they're tired with, look, there has been, they've been spinning their wheels, um, you know, three playoff wins since they, you know, they got, since they won their last Super Bowl and two of them were in the playoffs when they got to the uh, championship game, you know, against the, or to the Super Bowl against Packers. So, you know, I think that they are frustrated um, because they see there are elements of this team that are really good. I mean, obviously they've got, you know, a Hall of Fame outside linebacker. They've got a guy that's on a Hall of Fame track at the safety position. they got a, 
a guy that's a Steelers Hall of Famer for sure in Cam Haywood. They have talent offensively with Pickens and Deontay Johnson. So they get frustrated um, by the lack of advancement in the playoffs. So I, I don't know. Like I, I, it can be exhausting sometimes if you feel like you're sort of the you know the, the voice of. I try to be the voice of reason. I work for the AP. That's sort of our thing, yep. right? To be the voice of reason. Um, you know, I, I see him coaching until Mike Tomlin's going to coach in Pittsburgh until Mike Tomlin doesn't want to coach in Pittsburgh anymore. That's just the way it is. And so the teams can, the fans can sort of take it or leave it. I mean, they should, maybe people should start taking. I don't know if you guys have kids. I have a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. My 14-year-old, he basically shops a la carte, right? Like, he, he fan shops a la carte. Like, he goes from this team, and then that team starts to think, <laughs> and then he goes to this team, and that team starts to think. Like he, and maybe in this day and age where you can follow your favorite teams on Twitter and Instagram and, and, um, and whatever, you, you know, basically get league pass to watch one team. Um, maybe that's the way to go. I mean, I, but I would say I'm, I'm way off topic. You're fine. Uh, but I, I, I would say that in general, uh, you know, fans here are frustrated because, you know, like they, the irony is the teams that would want Mike Tomlin to get fired would, could not stomach the calamitous circumstances of events, sequence of events that it would take for Mike Tomlin to get fired, right? Like could they endure a 3-14 and 14 season? They could not. It goes. It goes so. fast. It goes by fast. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, it, it, quick follow up. Will my kids are fourteen and twelve? Uh, do they like you at this point? Do you think twelve um, year old? Yes, fourteen uh, year old kind of depends on the day. It does, right? Yeah. Yes. They still they still talk to you. My kids are twenty two and twenty. So <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a very yeah, I know, different. But I can see situation. that coming, and it just like it just like it's like you know it's like I'm mourning it every single day. Oh, hold on tight. <laughs> so, like, circling all the way back to o- almost the beginning here, I mean, you talked at length about the Steelers and their way of doing things and Pickett. Like, so the, the, the other part of that report from last week was that there's internal uh, disagreement about who they should proceed with as their quarterback, Rudolph or Pickett. Do you, do you think that that is real? Are there factions in the organization that would prefer Rudolph on the basis of what he did late last season? Um, I mean, certainly if you're, you know, Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens and you're getting the ball downfield more frequently because of the passes on time. And Mason, the one thing about Mason Rudolph, and look, yeah, I have a lot of respect for sort of the, the path that he traveled and you hope that he finds some, some success here. Um, you know, he'll stand in the pocket and take a hit because what's he got to lose? Can he – people forget this. You know, in his first three years at Pitt, he was not very good. He was, I would say he was an average quarterback. And he got hit a lot. Super tough, super tough kid, but he got hit a lot. And then the last year, their offensive line was great. He had a lot of success. But I think that that experience has made him, you know, a little gun shy. And when you look at the way that he plays, you know, he is he's looking to get out of the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in that position, you, you know, you can't do that. Yeah, and the one thing you can say live, about, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got a guy up there that that guy is not afraid of anything. Now, of course, he's built a little bit differently than, than Pickett. He's taller, he's bigger, he's faster. Um, so I'm not saying it's apples to apples, but I think that sort of mentality, you know, even Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe's a guy, like, that's another guy that I would say, like, Kenny could learn a lot by watching Joe Burrow in the way that, you know, he's not super athletic, but he will stand in there and he will be accurate and he will take a hit. And that's just... You know, I just – Kenny's pocket presence, they preached it to him. They talked about him stepping up in the pocket. 
you know, and he just – it's something he almost always bounces out. I mean, the amount of times that I would be in the press box and you would see somebody open and, like, like literally right in front of him, like 10 yards in front of him, but he sees the rush. And so he's moving at you know so he's moving to his right while the receiver's doing it running across and pattern to, to his left. So, you know, I, in terms, players just want to win and they want to be productive. Receivers, especially in this organization, my God, from Antonio Brown to Martavis Bryant to Juju to this group, like they just want the ball. And when they get the ball and they score, they're happy. And when they don't get the ball and don't score, they're not happy. And I really think that you know if if Kenny comes in and. If he had backed up what he did against Cincinnati, if he doesn't get hurt against the Cardinals and continues on the track because he was playing pretty well in that game until the time he got hurt with, with Matt Canada gone, maybe, you know, he takes those steps forward and and nobody, every everybody's singing kumbaya. They're all in unison going into the offseason. I don't know if there's internal, you know, I, I, I don't get to read that there's internal. They're going to, the players understand that they don't get to pick the quarterback. You know, what they can say whatever they want. Um, I think organizationally they still have a lot invested in Pickett. I just and that's just the way it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what the offense, what the players want. Like it, that's not how it works. It's like you know, I mean, when you talk about being parents, I mean, my kids, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty easy going dad. But like sometimes it's like, no, this is how it is on on the big things. When you find your hill to die on, yeah. and Kenny Pickett, I think is Mike Tomlin's hill to die on. Let's end there. That's a really good uh, way to way to put it. Thank you, Will. Always a pleasure. All right, take care, guys. Will Graves of the AP in Pittsburgh. I think the best – boy, they are really interesting. I think I think the best argument for that course of action is the point about, well, who makes a difference that we could go get? Because that's, hard, that's a hard right. argument yep. to make that Fields is the one where you could see it. Right, you already know what Wilson's ceiling is, I think. I you think so. You already know what Tannehill's ceiling is. So, And maybe you don't know what Pickett's is, and I don't think you know what Fields is either. That, that's right. But making the change just because what? You're bored? Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're bad. The, well, sure. You're bad. I mean, Pickett, I think, is bad. Rudolph, I think, is at best not good. So... I'd want to do something else, but like Will said it all, the coach is there for as long as he wants to be. And I think I I disagree with his point that like the fan base wouldn't be able to deal with a bad season. It goes by. Ask the Patriots fans. <laughs> you know, like even last year they were on the cusp of the playoffs. Then this year they were a disaster. Oh, well, it's different. <laughs> it's I, We had however many years of getting to the draft by Thanksgiving. Right, and, and, and those were in years where the Bills would still win seven or eight games. Like, you know, three and 14, the salve for any Patriots fan wound, it, fans' wounds is that they're, they're going to get a quarterback this, this time. Like that, So you go through it. I don't think getting through it is that, is that hard. It, sure, it's different. But if you have a bad year and are staring at a quarterback class that you think you can get your new starter in, I mean, that's kind of worth going through a bad year. New England timed it pretty well, maybe. We yeah. don't know we don't know for sure yet, but they're picking third. Could be Drake May, could be Jaden Daniels. I think it'll be Daniels. I think May is going to go to Washington. And he's not going to throw at the combine. None of these guys is. 
So no, I don't know what will change. Their, they'll have their none, – none of the top three, right. Jay, McCarthy's throwing. I don't think – is Nick's throwing? I, I know McCarthy is um, for Michigan, but the top three I know aren't. I don't know beyond McCarthy. I guess I haven't heard. I don't know. Michael Penix and Bo Nix both plan to throw as well at the combine. Mm, okay, so the, the the next three presumed quarterbacks in the class are, are throwing. Would you bet on that being the top six? I'd bet against it. Any order. Yeah, I, because um, who's who's the kid that, that the Trapasso likes? Um, I always get him mixed up with the Atlanta guy that just lost Je- Rattler. Spencer Rattler from South right. Carolina. Right. Yeah, he just, he could he could he could mess that up. So I would not bet on those six being the top six. I think Penix might not go oh. in the top uh, yeah. six. How's that for a take? You're not I getting think, action from me on that. I I, I already think it's, I, there's a chance somebody else could. I, I think this player might not go in the top six. <laughs> <laughs> Sal's coming up at five. I uh, want to join. I'm not sure we'll continue the conversation about the Steelers or even the Bears, but we did start strong on Brandon Bean today, Von Miller, Stephon Diggs as well. It came up. You know, both. You have every reason to think they'll be back. Uh, Miller might. They're both kind of. They're not great debates. Because of the cap stuff and, you know, Diggs is still, hopefully, anyway, a very productive player. Maybe even Miller can be. But we talked about the the Bills' proverbial window a little bit. Anything, the draft, always, if you've got a guy, we want to know who he is. Yesterday, a guy had a guy, and I didn't know who the guy was. Or even the other guy. The caller (laughs) or the player. So I learned something. Chop Robinson. Yep, Penn State. Edge. Combine, I mean, come on, you got to be watching this stuff. And uh, get your guys. 803-0550 to join us. Sal at 5. Sabres pregame at 6. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.